first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions, and welcome to the first show of 2020. I'm Calista Best from Los Angeles, California, and today we will be talking about Underwater, Doe Little, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, Cats, and Little Women. And right now, I'm going to be talking with Ethan from Miami, Will from Denver, and Leandro from New York about Underwater. Welcome to the show, you guys. Thanks. So let's get right on it. Will, can you explain the plot of Underwater? Um, the plot of Underwater is uh, that a drilling station deep in the Pacific Ocean is sort of is entirely damaged, and a handful of survivors attempt a complicated plan that involves walking along the bottom of the ocean to escape pods. All right, and uh, since this film is a horror film. Uh, Leandro, just, uh, what do you think about the overall horror of this film? Well, there's not, well, there's jump scares in this movie, but the horror, there's some horror aspects too, but they're mostly jump scares. Yeah, I must admit that I actually did see this film as well, and I do have to agree that it's kind of all there is to... <laughs> So just kind of repeat what I said in my review, jump scares are the horror equivalent of tickling someone to laugh. I, I'm very proud of that line, I'll, I'll admit. Um, Will, what did you think of the characters in this film? Um, I thought the characters were really well developed and the actors all did really well um, just with their personalities. Really? That's interesting. Leandro, did you have a favorite character? Well, my favorite character is the main character because she mostly had like the most development through the movie. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm not entirely a fan of how the characters were handled in this film. So this is kind of interesting for me. Um the I don't know. It's just that, like, I personally do not think the characters were really, like, established that well. And I can get into, like, a whole, like, argument about that, but that's another thing. Will, um, what did you think about the acting in this film? Um, like I said, I think the acting was really well. They got the personalities right on. And it was just, like, when they were scared, they were scared. When they were happy, they were happy. It was just, they were great. Yeah, I think this film does actually have some pretty good acting, I'll admit that. Um, Leandro, did you have a favorite actor? Um, yeah, um, my favorite actor in the movie was, like, um, T.J. Miller, because I've seen, him, I've seen him in other movies, and he's really funny. Hmm, interesting. The only things I really know T.J. Miller for are Gravity Falls and Deadpool, so I haven't really seen him in many other things. So, uh, Will, did you did you have a favorite scene in this film? Um, I think one of my favorite scenes 
is um, when you're looking through a first-person perspective of the main character, Nora, and all of a sudden you see two eyes looking back at you, and it's just, like, really startling because you don't really know what that is, and you kind of feel what she's feeling because you see it in her perspective. I just really like that part. Oh, I see. Leandro, did you have a favorite scene? My favorite scene might have been, like, uh... Oh, this is, um... I don't really have a favorite scene in the movie. Hmm, I see. I understand that. And, uh, Will, since this is... I've actually... I will admit, I've actually never really seen, like, a film that takes place underwater. Um... So, like, Will, what did you think about the whole, like, wonder underwater, like, aspect of it? Um, I think, uh, like, how it was underwater actually was pretty cool. And it sort of gave it some similarities to the movie Alien. Because underwater and in space are in completely opposite directions. But they are actually very similar when it comes to, like, floating around no oxygen really and there are monsters in bulk interesting you're listening to kids first coming attraction today we are talking about underwater don't little star wars rise of skywalker cats and little women and right now i'm talking with will and leandra about underwater and it's interesting that you mentioned that you mentioned alien because a family member of mine who saw underwater with me actually did make the comparison between underwater and alien so i think it's actually really funny that you brought that up um and uh leandra same question what did you think about the whole like underwater atmosphere of it i thought it was really cool how they like how it's underwater and how they're walking through like the ocean and they got to see like all this stuff and like it was just really cool to see that yeah i'll admit i did actually like the whole like underwater setting of it and will what did you think about the cinematography in this film oh that's a big word i don't know what that means can you please explain that cinematography is basically just like the camera work like when you're shooting a film the angles you use and like how you shoot the film basically plays a role in telling the story so i really think that there were two favorite like really cinematography scenes like one where you're looking through the security cameras and it shows smith and paul going out into the ocean and another one is when it keeps like going into a first person perspective from all the characters, like when Norris saw the eyes. I just thought that was always really cool. Hmm. I see. And uh Leandro, so when you really think about it, a horror film is kind of only as good as the monster that that's in said film. What did you think about the monster in this film or well, yeah, if you've seen the film you know what I mean. Yeah. So, well, the monster, like, the first time you see it, like, the jump scare, I, I literally, like, kind of, like, jumped out. Like, not jumped, but I literally, like, jumped a little bit because it kind of scared me. And, like, well, the monster, I think it was, like, how, it was, like, really cool how they, like, made it. It was, like, kind of, like, this, like, sea monster creature thing. It was, like, 
It looks like kind of like an alien, but like in the ocean. Hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. I kind of do like how like you don't really see the monster for like a good chunk of it. I do think that yeah. does add a lot. I think that does add a lot of uh, tension in this film. And uh, Will. So um, well I I mean to be fair though I can't I couldn't really tell if there was any of this so I don't know maybe you noticed it was like how was the music in this film? Um, actually that was something I was gonna point out. I actually um I noticed that there um wasn't really that much music. There was little music, and honestly it wasn't as good as some films could get. So. Honestly, I didn't really know. I don't really know about the music. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of sounds like one of my own things. Because, um, like, I, 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 I like film soundtracks, but I never noticed soundtracks in the film. So that's kind of one. That's something that I, I always ask it, but, like, I never actually noticed it myself. So it's very ironic. <laughs> and uh, Leandro, I, if, since you've seen the film... Since you've seen the film, I know this is kind of like a weird question asked, but how are the costumes? The costumes? Well, they're like, I feel like that's like kind of like the like one of the things I don't really like about the movie. Um, I like the movie, but like they're not really too, they're not really wearing too much clothes. Yeah, that's one of my problems with the film. And finally, Will. Uh, what would you give this film in terms of age rating and star rating? Uh, I gave this film a 3.5 star, and I gave it, uh, I recommend it for ages 12 to 17, and I bet adults would probably like it too. Alright, well, thank you guys both for talking to me about Underwater. Thank you. Thank you. And let's take a break. I'm Calista Best from Los Angeles, California, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Gigantosaurus. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jerry Orris from Los Angeles, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. It's a brand new year, a brand new decade, and of course, now we need a brand new Dr. Doolittle. For those who do not know, Dr. Doolittle is based off a long series of books by Hugh Lofting between 1920 and 1950. Uh, it's been made into a TV series. It's been made into several movies and a musical. And now there's a brand new one coming out. Now it's already out, actually. And we're going to be talking with Jude, who is from Washington, D.C. and 13, Tiana, who is 9 years old, and Zoe, who is from Miami and 11 years old, on Dr. Doolittle. So, Jude, let's start off with you. What did you think of the film overall? Thoughts on the quality, on the act and the story, everything about the film? I thought the effects first off, were outstanding. I thought the animals looked completely real, and the CGI was great. Unfortunately, though, I thought some of the humor felt a little forced, and some scenes felt very slow. That's very sad to hear. I always feel bad for the CG artists who work on these films when everything is great about the CGI, but the other aspects aren't as good. It really makes me feel for them because they work hours on this type of stuff. But Tiana, what about you? What are your thoughts on the film? Um, my thoughts on the film is that it's actually a really good film. I like how they start in animation and then they go into live action and then how they have the animals and they look so real and so nice. They even have like funny things that they wear like the dog that wears glasses and stuff like that. You know, Disney's most recent string of films that have been mostly reboots and everything, I do have to give it to the costume department. The costumes have been really solid on Disney films for the last, like, five years. They've been doing exceptional with the costumes. But, Zoe, how about you? What did you think of this film overall? Overall, I think it's a great family movie. It has comedy, drama, adventure, and fantasy. Um, if you like Dr. Doolittle, the character in general was a little bit underdeveloped, but thankfully for Robert Downey Jr., I feel like he like he's so amazing to watch on the big screen, and I feel like he kind of saves his character a little bit, but I feel like they could have made the character more developed. But I love the cast with John Cena and Selena Gomez and Rami Malek, and the CGI was also fantastic. I think that's a great segue into acting, as anybody who watched trailers for this film knows. There's a lot of stars in this film, so let's get back to you, Jude. I know you mentioned some of the scenes were slow. Do you think that's the fault of the acting or the writing? And overall, what did you think of the acting? Well, first off, I think the acting was great. I love the voice acting from Robert Downey Jr. to John Zena, as Zoe said. But I felt like the slow scenes were due to the writing and dialogue, not because of the acting. Hmm, interesting. And Tiana, what do you think? Do you think there's some scenes that are a little bit slower than others? Do you think the acting was good? 
Yeah, I do think that the actors did a very good job. They were amazing, like Robert Downey Jr. And all the casters did so amazing. Even um, Rami Malek, he did good too. And it was really good. I'm really glad to hear that because there are a lot of films, especially recently, where they get all these stars, all the names you could possibly want, and then the film is absolutely terrible. So I'm glad that the actors at least lived up through the lanes. And Zoe, overall, how many stars would you give this film and why? I would probably give it a four out of five stars because I felt like I do agree that some parts could be kind of slow. I like the script, but... I, it wasn't the best, but overall, I think that it's a great family movie, and um, it has pretty much everything you would ever want. I mean, some scenes are kind of just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit intense for, like, super younger viewers, but overall, I honestly really like the film. And so, you mentioned that's a little bit intense for younger viewers. What age range would you give it? Um, I'd probably recommend it for kids, kids, I mean, kids 4 to 14. Seems like a very perfect family film. And you, how about you? What age range do you give this film, and how many stars do you give the film? I recommended this film for ages 5 to 18, just because of the intense scenes and possibly scary creatures slash animals. But overall, I gave the movie three and a half stars out of five for the amazing visuals, CGI, uh, but yet slow scenes. Very fair. And Tiana, how about you? How many stars do you give the film, and what age range do you give the film? I give it to an age recommendation of 5 to 18 years old, and I give it a 5 out of 5 stars. You know, it seems to me, because this is a family film, and it's really about dealing with animals, personally, I would accept, I would be really excited about this film because it shows for kids how to deal with animals, how to live with animals in a peaceful way. And in our lives, we still are surrounded by animals. So I think this is a perfect family film for everyone to enjoy. But sadly, that's all the time we have to talk to you, Drew, Tiana, and Zoe. Thank you so much for talking to us. Now we are going to switch gears. We are going to continue talking about Dr. Doolittle. But now we are going to be talking with Catherine, who is from Chicago at 11 years old. Sahiba, who is from San Francisco at 17 years old. And Dominic, who is from New York City at 9 years old. So, Catherine, let's start off with you. You heard the previous critics' opinions about Dr. Doolittle. What are your opinions of Dr. Doolittle? Do you agree, disagree with what your fellow critics said? I did really think that the CGI was beautiful. It looked very realistic. I, I liked the script, um, and that's just my opinion. Uh, yeah, I agree and disagree with some of the previous actors' or actress, my God. <laughs> yeah, reviewers <laughs> And Sahiba, how about you? Do you agree, disagree with what's been previously said? Um, sadly, I have to say that I do disagree. Unfortunately, Doodle for me um, completely missed the mark. Um, I felt the storyline, I know there was mention of it going a little too slow, and I completely agree with that, um, but I think there was just a little too much going on. They had a lot of potential, I feel. Some of the um, storylines that they tried to pursue, I think if they just stuck to one of those, it could have been a lot better, but for me, for me, it 
didn't go so well. Very interesting. I really love when we have segments when the critics disagree because then we have some really interesting discussions. But before we get back to your points, uh, Dominic, how about you? What did you think of the film and do you agree slash disagree? Um, I wasn't sure what to expect from a movie with talking animals, but it was um, it was really good how the animators humanize the, the animatro anim animatronics. I definitely agree with that, and Disney's getting really good about it because they've been doing this since, I guess the first one would be Jungle Book. They had a little bit of with it, uh, Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella, but... Catherine, so you heard from Sahi what she thought about the writing and the story. Do you have a response to that? Do you have an argument where you believe that the writing was better, the scenes were good? I mean, I think that we all have our own opinions, and, you know, it's just whatever people think is great. But, I mean, I just did like it, the script and everything. That's very fair. And... Sakiba, we haven't really talked about cinematography. We've been talking about CGA acting and story, but not really cinematography. So, Sakiba, can you talk a little bit about what you thought of cinematography, how they show the world? Yeah, um, I do like it initially. Um, they, so, I do have a couple of issues, though, with the CGI. I like how they um, try to... Uh, go to an adventure in several different places and all these fantasy type worlds but initially when they enter those worlds I honestly feel that they could have done a better job in the CGI um, but I do have to say when they're um, displaying some scenes with Robert Downey Jr. and uh, for instance he's in a sort of like a battle scene they do do um, a pretty good job of sort of, um, you know, having those good camera angles to making it exciting. And they also have a, I'm not sure how to say it, but like a tint on the camera that sort of makes it feel like you're in the old days, not quite in the 20th century, but set some time back, maybe in the 18th century. So that gives it um, a fun vibe. That would be thanks to both the colorist and the production designer who worked long, long hours in order to get a very distinct image that we kind of subconsciously feel, like you said. And Dominic, I'm going to transition a little bit to just overall now, how many stars do you give this film? And previously we heard from our earlier critics that this is a good family film. Do you agree? Uh, what age range do you give this film? I give Doolittle 5 out of 5 star rating, and if I could rate it higher, I would. I also recommend it ages 5 to 18, and it's perfect for fam it's a perfect family film, and adults would like it as much as kids would, too. Definitely seems so. And Catherine, very quickly, how many stars do you give this film and what age range? I give this movie a 5 out of 5 stars, and I do recommend it from ages 9 to 14 because there is some mild violence. And uh, so is um, unfortunately, I have to give it um, a 2 out of 5 stars, and I recommended it for ages 5 to 12. Well, to our viewers, you definitely heard a very wide range of comments and feedback about Dr. Doolittle, so I would still definitely check it out. I personally want to see it, and just for my own opinions, and see 
uh, what I think of it and what I liked about it. But let's take a break. I'm Jerry Ors from Los Angeles, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. This week's show is sponsored by Gigantosaurus. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Melissa Best from Los Angeles, California, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Underwater and Doolittle, and next we will be talking with Leandro, Catherine, and Will about Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. So, Leandro, will you do us a favor and explain the plot of Rise of Skywalker? So, Rise of Skywalker is the last movie in the um, the Star Wars franchise. And it's about um, the main characters, Rey, um, Rey, Finn, and Poe Dameron. And they're fighting the first order for the last time. It's um um and they're fighting Kylo Ren, who who is the villain of the movie, and and um they're and it's like there's a lot of stuff going on in the movie, and it's I think it's um like. A really good ending to the franchise. Hmm, interesting. And so, uh, I feel like this is kind of like an important question going in, as this is, you know, Star Wars. Uh, Catherine, do you have any relation to the Star Wars franchise? And like, have you seen any of the other, any of the other, like, eight films? <laughs> I have grown up watching Star Wars movies. 
since I was old enough to. I've always loved them. I've seen every single one of them. And yeah, I was I was pretty satisfied with the ending for this one. All right, so we got like, we got a big time Star Wars fan in here. So that can give us a little bit of perspective. And Will, what is your relationship to the Star Wars franchise? I've seen most of the, I've seen all of the Star Wars movies that have been made so far. I watched most of the originals when I was a smaller child, and then when they came out with The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and all of the new ones, I just started watching them all over again, and I just really loved it, because it, it's, it's a really great movie franchise. Wow, literally everyone in this conversation so far has been a Star Wars fan. <laughs> and finally, Leandro, what's with you in the Star Wars franchise? Well, I'm not I'm not really like a big fan of Star Wars. I've only watched the new ones, like The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi and the newest one that just came out. But I wasn't really like a like big Star Wars fan. Now I'm not really into it. Okay, so we're on the same page then. So, Catherine, what are your opinions on the characters in this film? I do really like the characters. It has all of the, well, a lot of the older ones from previous Star Wars movies. And it has a couple new characters, too, which I was very happy about. Yeah, I do like a lot of the newer characters. I feel like, I feel like the fact that, uh, I feel like the addition of the older characters can be, is a bit of like an iffy thing. Because it, it, it does bring into the question of, like, nostalgia factoring and stuff like that. But I do think they did actually write some really likable new characters. And, uh, Will, what do you think about the characters? The original characters were great. And I liked how they added a lot of the new characters as well. So, really the same thing. All right. And, uh, Leandro, do you have a favorite uh, in terms of the new cast? Well, my favorite character, let's see, maybe, like, maybe Poe Dameron. I really liked him. Yeah, I honestly, I, I also really like Poe. <laughs> Catherine, do you have a favorite of the new characters? It had to be Babu. Uh, he was, in my opinion, very fun. I see. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we are talking about Underwater, Dolittle, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, Cats, and Little Women. And right now, I'm talking to Leandro, Catherine, and Will about Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. So, Will, finally coming to you, what was your favorite character in the new cast? I think my favorite character was probably actually C-3PO. Because he is one of the very original characters in the entire series. And I think he really just had a lot of funny jokes in this one. Did, do you have a favorite character from the newer, like, more modern cast, though? Um, I think my favorite character from the newer cast would be Finn, probably. Even though he really doesn't show that much of an appearance in this movie. Yeah, I can agree with that. Finn doesn't really have much to do, which is, you know, kind of upsetting, but oh well. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, 
arguably one of the more important aspects of Star Wars is the uh, fictional planets that you see throughout the films, because, you know, this is a sci-fi story. Um, Leandro, what do you what did you think about the places shown in this film specifically? The one I like the most is I forget the planet I forget the name of the planet, but it was where there was if you describe it, like people who've seen the film will probably understand what you're talking about. Yeah. So it was where they found like all of these all of these um people that used to be stormtroopers, but then they like left. And, like, where they found, and when there's, like, there's water, there's a lot of water, and there's, like, storms. Yeah, I I think that probably is the most aesthetically pleasing of all the planets, so I see where you're coming from. Yeah. That's the one where, like, they're on the most. Yeah. Uh, Catherine, um, Star Wars is also very famous for the music composed by John Williams. Um... So, what did you think about the music in this specific Star Wars film? I always loved the music in the Star Wars movies. I did really think that the music was great. It's so epic and it's so beautiful. And also, by the way, the planet that you guys were talking about is called Exegol. Will, what did you think about the costumes in this film? I thought the costumes were really done well and you could really tell that they weren't just the actors they were actually who they were on the planet or in the spaceship and finally leandro what would you give this film in terms of star rating and age rating um i would give this movie a five out of five star rating i really liked it and for age rating i would say um 11 to 18 and adults would like it too all right well, let's take a break. I'm Cliff the Best from Los Angeles, California, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Gigantosaurus. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
you are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jerry Orris from Los Angeles, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions, and we just finished talking about a whole bunch of brand new films, and we're going to be talking about another brand new film called Cats, which is based off a very famous play that was uh, really in theaters around a couple decades ago. It's not really in theaters now. It was also based originally off a 1939 poetry collection called Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats by T.S. Eliot. But now we're going to be talking about the 2019 film. We're going to be talking with Jordan, who is from New York City at 13 years old, Jude, who is from Washington, D.C. at 13 years old, and Ivy, who is from Atlanta and 14 years old. And Jordan, let's start off with you. What was your opinion on this film? Um, I thought this film was really unique. It was a kind of interesting blend of both a musical and a major motion picture. And I think that overall, I think that um, it sort of did the Broadway play justice. I personally have not seen the Broadway play. I've talked to people who have, and they said it's extremely similar to the Broadway play in a lot of ways. But something that doesn't seem to be very too similar to the Broadway play is about uh, the costumes, because it's all digital. It's all CG fur, CG faces. It's all digital recreated. So, Jude, what did you think of that aesthetic approach? Not just, you know, the execution, but the aesthetic approach of making the cats look like the way they do? Well, I think that you can only do your best when it comes to Broadway and not in a blockbuster motion picture. But when it comes to this, I thought the the like I thought I thought the costume designer had to be the most one of the most important parts of the film because without the, the costume designer, the movie wouldn't have any cats itself. Very, very true. And Ivy, overall, what did you think of the film? I really liked the film, but I never saw the musical, so it's really hard for me to put things together. But I really do love the costumes as well. And I love the um, scenery. I felt like it was really electric, and I liked the vibes that the movie brought. Even though there was no, well, there was dialogue, but very little, it was still hard for me to follow. But I do, like I said, like the costumes and scenery of the film. You know, I tend to agree with you, and personally, I cannot relate to the theater because a theater is definitely a different form of art from film, and I personally was not a big fan of the film. I believe that the story wasn't as good as it could be. The acting didn't really shine because I was really surprised. There's a lot of amazing actors. You have Jennifer Hudson, you have Judy Dench, you have Taylor Swift. I mean, really big names. Personally, I didn't see the acting shine through the characters. Jordan, what do you think? Did you like the acting? Well, it was kind of hard to really get to judge the acting because there wasn't a ton of dialogue throughout the entirety of the film. And so, therefore, it was kind of hard to sort of, like, really watch the actors and actresses because they didn't have many moments where they actually spoke. And it was really just, like, a lot of singing and dancing, which, while it may have worked for the Broadway musical, it felt a little strange in the finished film. I definitely agree with you, and it may just be the fact that putting something on stage and putting something in front of a camera are two very different things. Jude, what do you think of this kind of uh, film versus theater divide? Do you think that just the film's uh, history and the film's previous formats ruined it for uh, movies? 
Well, I think some stories and books are, are meant to be on Broadway and some are not meant to be in a movie. And I think I feel like that's kind of the beauty to go see a play because it's it's not it's not digital. It's it's not animated. It's real life art that that's not on the big screen. But unfortunately, I don't think Cats was meant to be in a movie theater. I can definitely agree with that statement. You know, I heard someone related to a ballet, and it's very true because if you watched a ballet from Tchaikovsky, for example, a very famous Russian composer, very beautiful, very, very beautiful. But if you put it in a film format, I don't think it would personally work. But let's talk a little bit about the music because the music is the highlight of the film, absolutely, in my opinion. So, Ivy, what do you think of the music? I actually really enjoyed the music. I felt like it was very soft and light, and it gave you really good vibes. It was really beautiful, actually. The music, that's why I also agree, like, with I think it would be better as a musical, because, like, being able to see it live rather than on the screen, you can, like, hear the music and, like, see the costumes in real, like, real life rather than, like, through the TV screen. I think that it, it didn't... It didn't bring as much as it did out in the musical, but I did really love the music, and um, I think that's one of the best parts that this film had. I can definitely agree with that, and I think that Jennifer Hudson's performances were absolutely exceptional. I mean, she's a beautiful singer, and she just really outdone herself here. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Right now, we are talking about the brand new film, Cats, based off a play of the same name. We are talking with Jordan, Jude, and Ivy, and now I want to transition from the CGI and the music. I want to transition to the sets, because it is very unique here, too. Everything is big around these little cats, and Jordan, let's start back with you. What did you think of this design where everything's much larger than life of the cats? Well, I feel like at first the proportions with the sets to the actual actors was a little strange. But I think later on it's kind of interesting because it, the large sets with like the small actors and actresses make it feel all the more whimsical. So, yeah. It definitely does add to the mood. I really agree. And Jude, how about you? What did you think of the set design? I think it added some light humor because throughout the film, everything seemed cat themed. Um, but as you as you said before, I oh, I feel that some of the some scenes it felt like uh, some human sized objects were way too big to. Uh, next to the cats because they felt way too small to be actual cats. Yes, I felt that too. I, I understood what they were going for and making everything big, but it seemed like they went a little bit too far and didn't ever actually look at how big a real-life cat is. And maybe, again, it's something that was in the original musical, that things were much larger than they should be for cats. But, Ivy, what do you think? What do you have to add to the discussion on the set design? Well, like, I also agree, like, cats are not that small, and, like, there was one scene where, um, the, um, there, there's roaches dancing and stuff, along with mice, and in that scene, they just looked so small, and the cats almost didn't seem even too much bigger than the mice. When you would actually think about it in real life, cats are much bigger than mice, and, and this set, it didn't seem that way. And, like, the furniture and the, um, like, kitchen counters and stuff like that, it seemed very huge. And it made, like, 
it, I don't know. It was really difficult to comprehend. You know, I'm really glad you mentioned the brooches scene because I love Rebel Wilson. I think she's a phenomenal actress, but that was the strangest and oddest scene I've ever seen in films ever. Like, out of all films I've ever seen, that was it. And I think because we are talking about that scene and just how strange it is, it would probably be a good time to talk about the age rating. So, Jordan, let's start with you. What age range do you give this film and why? Well, I would recommend it for ages 6 to 18. I definitely think it's a very family-friendly film. And um, it was, it was, although it was a little strange, I feel like every, anyone can see it. Absolutely. And uh, Jude, how about you? What do you think? I felt like the plot was a little bit everywhere. And even for me, it felt a little hard to comprehend. So I recommend this film from ages 12 to 18. And Ivy, what do you think? I believe that the age recommendation for this film would be ages 8 to 18 because, I mean, you can comprehend it, but, like, it, it, it can get, like, um, hard to stay on task on the movie to keep watching it through the whole thing. It gets, like, uh, it's hard to keep your attention the full thing. So I would also just maybe a little older as well. You know, it definitely seems like it's filmed for kind of like eye candy. You just enjoy and not really understand. That was my impression of it. But overall, Jordan, very quickly, how many stars do you give it? Um, I give this film three out of five stars. And Jude, how about you? I give this film two out of five stars. And Ivy? Three out of five stars. Thank you very much for talking to us about Cats. And for our audience, it is in theaters now. If you are interested, check it out. I do have to say, dancing, beautiful. Color, beautiful. There's a lot of beautiful things about this film, so it's definitely up to you if you want to check it out. But thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps. And to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critic team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, KidsWorld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media and for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Gigantosaurus. you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week.